פסוקים פרק י', פסוק ו', ויוסיפו בני ישראל לאנסס הרע בני השם. Unfortunately, this is the pattern which keeps repeating itself. Tai Yisrael do what's bad in the eyes of Hashem. Vayavdes haba'olim ve'asar shtarois. And they served the various of the zaras. The Baal, which we spoke about, is always the, the first of the zara that was mentioned. Ve'asar shtarois. Ve'asalahe aram, ve'asalahe tzidon, ve'asalahe moya, ve'asalahe b'nei amon, ve'asalahe plishtim. So there are seven different of the zaras mentioned. And the Yazos Hashem v'ravadu. They abandoned Hashem and didn't serve him. And the Gemara already asked the question in Beitzah that we've already said that they served multiple Avodah So what's added by the fact that they abandoned Hashem and didn't serve him? And the notion of the Gemara in Beitzah is that the Gemara has a, gives a motion there to a vegetable called the turmus. The turmus is a kind of a bean. In its raw state is completely inedible. It needs to be cooked seven times in order to soften it enough to, to eat it. And so obviously it's a, it's a big endeavor to make a turmus edible. So the Gemara is the Russian like this, that Hashem says that Klai Yisrael didn't even consider me like a turmus, which means the seven other way desires which, are being, which they served, and Hashem wasn't even an afterthought. It wasn't even as... Besides everything else, they also tried to serve Hashem. They completely abandoned Hashem, which just compounds the Avera. It's one thing to to equate something to Hashem, that's already in Avera Zara, but if it's going to be that Tanya shall completely forget about Hashem, it makes it even worse. And now, therefore, Vayichar of Hashem be Yisrael, HaKadosh Baruch gets angry with Tanya Yisrael, Vayimkrem be Arpish and be Arpneamon, which were, this was self-inflicted. Because, as always, we see that the point of Goddess, it's the principle we've spoken about previously, that Ta Yisrael's destiny isn't charted, isn't defined by one of the story of Shemayim. All the, all the nations have a sire, which means they have a certain root or a certain connection. Al how Teva, how they connect to whatever spiritual uh, life force they're going to get. Ta Yisrael doesn't have that. Ta Yisrael, like Hashem told Abraham, we will get directly from him. But in order for Klayashal to get directly from him, Klayashal have to approach Hashem. They have to serve him. And when that doesn't happen, so, like Abraham asked Hashem, what's going to be when Klayashal don't serve you, and if they don't deserve that special interaction, that special flow of bracha directly from Hashem, so Hashem's answer was, they're going to go into Goddess. Because then, if, when they're in Goddess, they're subjugated to another nation. And if that's the case, whatever they get is via the channel of the nation they're subjugated to, uh, rather than getting independently. And now in this case, Klai Yisrael inflicted this on themselves by serving the gods of the other nations, the gods of Aram and the gods of the Pishtim, so they willingly put themselves under the domain, under the authority of those those nations, and therefore what Hashem did is He made those nations rule over Klai Yisrael. And therefore we see, which is unusual, and we see here that there were two separate oppressors at the same time. It was the Plishtim, and it was also Amon. Now, the Mephoshim explained that the Plishtim, as you know, are the neighbors of Klai Yisrael, basically exactly where the Gaza Bank is today. That was the Arab Plishtim, uh, which is more than a coincidence. It's, it's always been an area which has been a source of trouble for Klai Yisrael. The West Bank, and the Gaza Strip, I mean. That's much the same place. The Gaza Strip was Arab Plishtim. The Plishtim? Was Gaza? Yes. And the city of the Plishtim. Was it was Gaza. The Gaza Strip, right. Exactly where it is today. 
So they conquered Klai Yisrael from the west, which would be the part of Klai Yisrael next to them. And Amun, we know is Amun today is the capital of Jordan. Amun is in Jordan. And therefore they attacked Klai Yisrael from the east. And uh, they didn't just attack Klai Yisrael, they oppressed Klai Yisrael. And therefore they oppressed Klai Yisrael harshly and broke them. That year, Shmona Esra Shana. Eschol Ben Yisrael Shab Eber Yarden Be'aretz HaMoyer Shab Begila. So the ones in which in the Eber Yarden, it's referring to the ones who were captured by Ammon. And for 18 years, Ammon ruled over them. For 18 years, Ammon ruled over them and treated them harshly. That was regarding the Klai Yisrael who were on the West Bank. Now, after that, Vayabru B'nei Amoy as they didn't content themselves with just oppressing the Jews who were in the Ebra Yarden, which was the Chatishev Benashen and Reuben and God. They also crossed the Yarden and they also fought against the Jews on this side of the Yarden, which was Yehuda Benyamin and Ephraim. But they said Israel Mot. And it would put Israel in, sufficient, in tremendous tsar. Uh, they were very oppressed from Amon. And eventually, Klai Yisrael realized this is the result of the Zara. By Yisakov ben Yisrael Hashem, Lemer Chatanu Loch, Bechazav Nisalekeid of Navdus Ba'ari. Klai Yisrael davened Hashem. We sent, we abandoned serving Hashem instead of serving the Ba'ari. But here we see Hashem isn't so quick to say that. By Yem Hashem ben Yisrael, the Ba'ari is always the, the first of the Zara that Klai Yisrael fell for. As we're going to see it, uh, throughout, from the beginning of the Shavuot until the end of the Melachim, the Baal was always the primary of the Zara of Kaisal. We still have to explain it, when we get to it, what the Baal was and exactly why for such a. They're referring specifically to Baal now. Yeah. Right. And that's what Hashem is going to tell them. I am Hashem B'nai Yisrael through a Novi. He tells them, Hashem not, as Hashem is going to say, um, in the past. You've been oppressed, you were oppressed in Mitzrayim. Offense by the Amori, by the Ammon, Plishtim, by Tzidonim, by Amorek, Umayn, all these different places, all oppressed you, but Tzidonim, and you cried out to me, and I saved you. And you didn't learn any lessons. And you, after, once you were saved, you abandoned Hashem and went back to serving whatever other gods there were. Therefore, Hashem says, I'm not going to help you in the future. Rather, go out and cry out to all the gods that you chose instead. Let's see if they can help you um, in your hour of distress. Now, this is not something which is the only time we find the Nach. We find this other times also much later. In the Navi Yirmiya, for example, he also says the same sentiment, and that is, where were all the gods that you prayed to? Let's see if they can say, you really, this is even the Russian of the Torah, in Pashadino. All the gods you cried to, all the ones that you look to them, you serve them, let's see if they can be the ones to save you now. How did this message come, get to the Bnei Yisrael? Through a Navi. And normally we say the Navi at the time the Shaykh was Pinchas. So he was still alive at the stage Pinchas. He was probably, you know, it doesn't mention it by name, but he was a Navi who used to be the one to convey messages to Jewish people. Now, when, a, when Hashem gives a message like that through a Navi, what does he expect Klai Yisrael to do? 
Is that okay, Hashem? We're going to talk to the Baal? Of course not. This is compounding the, the right that they do. And or what? The Nukoda, and this is an important point. And that is, yeah, I'll give you a. a, a, a Marshall, I heard from a Baal who was once in our yeshiva, who had been in other yeshivas also, and he was always like on the edge of being thrown out of whatever yeshiva he was in. So he told me his, his theory in life was you can do whatever you want. As long as you come and say sorry after, nobody might. Like, you know, like, you get caught with one thing. But if you always come forward and, and own up to whatever crime you did, and say, by the way, I did this, I'm really sorry about it, you get let off. Now, I don't know if it works in your shivers. It doesn't work in ours, but it definitely doesn't work like Himala. Right? There's not a mahalak which Hashem accepts. For a person to say, alright, you're right, I did the wrong thing, now help me. That's not a proper shiver, and Hashem doesn't accept shiver like that. The shiver has to be with the real harata. And shiver which is just lip service, because now I'm in the Makam Tsar, and therefore, I'll say that I'm sorry so that Hashem says me, but that's not accepted by Hashem. There has to be a certain amount of remorse. And therefore, when, obviously, when Hashem sees that Klai Israel are come, appealing to him, not because they feel bad about Tavodazar, but just because they need his help. So they're going to say, okay, Hashem, we, we need your help now. Please help us. We're sorry. That's not a real karata. And therefore, the, Hashem is not going to help him like that. And therefore, the response is that the, the, you haven't re- regretted what you did by serving Tavodazar. Right. Therefore, that's okay. Hashem is not going to help you. That's not a proper shiva. So, therefore, what the response is, what's expected from Klai Yisrael is understand that it was a big mistake to serve Avedazar, understand why it was wrong, and then when it's a proper harat, then you can come back and do shiva properly. And that's how Yisrael responds. Vayam Avedazar Yisrael Hashem. Chotano. Asayatadano kachotay v'nechot. We deserve the punishment, whatever you want to do to us. Save us right now. But uh, as we're not saying we don't deserve to be punished, but they didn't, they didn't want to be saved from the predicament then right now. And now we see that they did a better job than before. And they act on that job. So they throw out the, all the idolatrous uh, statues they made for themselves. And they started to serve Hashem. And at this stage, it wasn't because Hashem had promised them that He's going to save it. He said He wasn't. But nevertheless, obviously they understood they had no option. So they started to do a tshuva, at least a tshuva in action. The tshuva of getting rid of the Avedazara, a tshuva of starting to serve Hashem as they should have always done. And now we see an interesting lashon. It's talking about Hashem. And Kilo, it was hard for Hashem, so to speak, to see Kaisal suffer. Now, this is a principle we see in Anagas Hashem. Let's quote it in the Pasuk again by Yirmiyah Novi. Yirmiyah Novi also talks about a time, a time following the Chorban, that Kaisal regrets the Averis. Kaisal regret their affairs because they see the destruction that is brought to them. And they see themselves being led into goddess. And they see the rest of the are gone burnt. And that they've lost their sovereignty and that now they're slaves of Babu. And Kaisal started the Chavah also. Except once again, it's not a proper Chavah. It's, let's say, the beginning of a Chavah. And it's in the book of Yirmiyahu where he says, Shamati Ephraim is noyled laymer. I saw Ephraim start to change. And they said, Yisaratani vivaser. You've Affected me and I've been punished. 
like a calf who doesn't listen to its, doesn't follow orders, and when it doesn't pull it down the way it's meant to, it's like it hit. So uh, if Ephraim says, I've been hit, I've been punished. Doesn't say below him a cat that hasn't been trained yet? That's why it doesn't go straight. You have to hit him to train him. And he says, Kahare Shovi Nichamti, Vahari So it's a starting point of chuv. It's not a full chuv yet, but what's Hashem's response to that? It's a famous pasuk, but it's in the context of the Navi when he says it, Yemiyayam Dadim. It's a response to Ephraim's feeling that they should do chuv, that they're doing wrong. And Hashem's response is, Haben Yakili Ephraim, the famous Pasuk, is Ephraim so precious to me? That is he such a good child, so to speak? That when I think about him, I always remember him. He's not. Because there's a lot of averse. But nevertheless, Pasuk is There's a certain feeling which the Navi describes physically as I feel the inner yearning for him. And therefore, Racham Rachamin. Now, when we're talking about Hashem, what that means, what that means, it is sometimes chuvah is deserved. A chuvah deserves that Hashem saves us, if it's a proper chuvah. If it's a proper chuvah, then the salvation which comes as a result is al the din. We deserve it. Then they won't use the lashon like that. Then we deserve it. We've done chuvah, and Hashem al the Mishpah wants to save us. But there's sometimes the chuvah isn't enough to be deserved. We haven't done enough that kilo we deserve to be saved. But what the tshuva does do is if it's me'oyer us to want to come back to Hashem, then it's me'oyer a similar feeling in Hashem to want to come back to us. And if that's the case, the way it's like portrayed or graphically uh, put into words in the Nakh is not in the sense of not in the sense of Hashem says because we deserve it, but it's around Hashem's feeling for us. And therefore, his compassion, whatever it's going to be, was moved because of Klaishal's plight, and that's what moved Hashem to save us. And that's what the Pasuk is saying there. Ephraim wasn't a Ben Yakir. Ephraim wasn't the son who was precious that deserved to be saved. But nevertheless, there's a certain sense of Akadish Baruch's mercy is aroused for him because of the, the tribute they've done, which is enough to arouse mercy. That, yes. And therefore, Hashem says, Racham Rachamin. That's already a starting point. Why do we quote that Pasuk in such a weak form of truth? Well, exactly what we want to say. Because when we bring it in the davening, it's exactly the point we want. And that is, even if our tshuva isn't adequate, that we deserve al piyadin to be saved, but at least it should be enough to ma'ayur rachmi shemayim. And that's exactly the power of that Pasuk. That Hashem, even the tshuva, which is something, is enough to ma'ayur your feeling for us. Which is why we say so much in Rosh Hashanah, because even if we don't always feel in Shoshana that our arguments or our tfil is worthy of being answered in, but at least it's my Russian Zrachim. It's the same meaning here. But take time not to Amal Yisrael. Alpidin, like Hashem said before, he doesn't deserve to, we don't deserve to be saved. But when Kaisha will start doing Trivia, it's enough and it makes a Kodesh Baruch who feels, so to speak, take time he feels saddened by the oppression of Kaisha. And that's an also a factor which will influence Hashem wanting to save us. It's something which Azar explains in a very interesting way. Halakhar is not al Of what when Shiva is accepted and when it's not accepted and when it should be Hashem to save us or not. So how can Hashem's feelings overcome 
so to speak, what's the what the limits or what, what the principles of how trip is meant to work. So the Zara says Lashon like this. The Zara says that the two things Hashem loves. On the one hand, it says Kenya Hashem Ayav Mishpat. Hashem loves justice, and He builds the world based on rules of justice. On the other hand, Hashem says He loves Kaiyusha. And the Zara says Nus Lashon. When the Tzichu Rachmana Devnoi the Rachmana De Mishpat that the love he has for his children will overcome the love he has for justice. Which means, if it's going to be a shadow of what Zafiyadin is the right thing to do, or to save Klai Yisrael. So, Hashem's love for Klai Yisrael is stronger. And therefore, in cases like this, when even Zafiyadin, we didn't deserve to be saved, the Maisa, when, when the, that love for Klai Yisrael overtakes, supersedes the din. The Zara, which is quoted, is talking about Rosh Hashanah. And the Zara said that this is how we work in every Rosh Hashanah. Because we don't want the day. We want to avoid the day. Because we might not be in a position where we like the day. And therefore the idea of the Shafer is exactly this. It's a Koyach which is Mo'er Hashem's Rachamim. And when it's Mo'er Hashem's Rachamim, then Hashem's Rachamim for Klai Yisrael, like here, Zachar Eskerenu, I'm going to remember the Taiva, even though we don't deserve it. And that's a Koyach which overrides the din, which as Zara says, that the Sultan comes out of Rosh Hashanah feeling treated. Because he was expecting there to be a din. He was waiting for, to present his side to accuse us. And in the end, the din got, up, the din got overturned because Hashem's Rachim for Klai Yisrael, um, so to speak, overcame Hashem's want to execute justice. So we landed up not getting judged. That's what means Hashem goes after the Kisar. Right, that's what means well, he's not Hagar of Dins, Hashem's not judging. So it's for the Sultan to do. It's also the famous understanding of why Tkir Shafer helps against the Sultan. It's because it, it doesn't fight the Sultan. It takes away his, his, his platform. The Sultan had the right to argue if there was a Din. So he can be the plaintiff. But if it's Hashem that cancels the Din, there's nothing to do. So the, the idea of Tkir Shafer is to marry the Rachamim, and then he married, there's no Din. But the important point to realize we see both in Pasagiri and here, and this is the surge as well. And that is that on the one hand, it's true that when we, that Hashem's rachamim will be more stronger than, so to speak, the din. But Hashem's rachamim also is a result of something we've done. It's also part of how Hashem responds to Klai Yisrael. It's not there automatically, which means if Klai Yisrael have done wrong, and therefore that's more Hashem's anger. It's more the middle sarcast. Like we said, like it takes to Hashem be Israel. It's not going to be automatic that Hashem feels rachamim for us. It needs something on Klai Yisrael's part to more rachamim. It doesn't happen by itself. Just like in Shoshana, we need the shofar for that. And the koyach of the shofar is something which is more rachamim. Or we see that in Navi Yirmiya, there was a lot of harinat, as it calls the churban. It needed a certain beginning stage of shiva that to more that rachamim. And same thing over here. Originally, Hashem sent him into the hands of the Ammonium and impressed him because he was angry with them. It wasn't feeling Rachamim. It needed a certain amount of tshuva that they were doing to Mo'er the Rachamim, but when that Mo'er the Rachamim, that's already something which will work to supply Israel. But it hasn't come for nothing. It also needed a, a, a tshuva to make it happen. And that's always the aside. Even if there's a mockum that Alpi Din, tshuva can, a person can be restricted from doing tshuva. This is a big aside. We'll see that there are certain cases which are pretty the person doesn't have to show. And the din is makes sense. There's a logical reason why not. The person is Mahdi Arabi. For example, 
So it's ain't the bedin. The Gemara says he caused other people to end up in Gehinnom, but he shouldn't go to Gehinnom. Uh, he's a catalyst for other people. He's machti the rabbi. So like the Rambam says, so it's people like that. It's it's, it's hard to do tshuva because al pi adin they shouldn't be allowed to do tshuva. So that means they shouldn't try. No. Hello, what? There's another matter to tshuva even if it's not al pi adin. It's rachamim. And if a person can be rachamim, so then Hashem will forgive him through rachamim. Hashem will deal with him by rachamim. Now, even if it's not what al pi adin is, uh, what what uh, what should be. Now, that's uh, that, that's what happens first. Now, it comes out the Ma'isa. They gather their forces together. In other words, to ready us to battle. They camp in Gerard. Gerard is in Ever Yarden. Gerard is in uh, the portion of Menashe. And Yitzchak shall gather in Mitzvah. This way, Yitzhak means to gather, not to call out. They, well, like Rashi says over here, that they, they sent people to call the cruising. They sent messengers to call everybody to come together to battle. The Mitzvah says it means Lashon to get together together. Either way around. Now, the, so the, the leaders of Gerard said to each other, Whoever is willing to be the first one to attack the Ammon, So as you see throughout the Shabbat, there wasn't a leader. There wasn't somebody in charge, not even of the Shaykh of Menashe. So the, the elders of Menashe, the Sarek Gilad, all together decided who's willing to take the leadership role here to try and fight Amoin. And what they promised him is we'll choose him as a leader. He had a Rosh, I'll call Yeshua But you're going to see, Rosh tomorrow, that there wasn't any candidates who came forward to take the leadership. Yeah, there was no, no one who was, who was willing to try and attack, um, try and attack Amoin. After Christ, they've already been oppressed for 18 years. Obviously, Amun is in a much stronger position. And we're going to see how Kaddish Baruch plans who the next shape is going to be.